Hi, my name is Lindsay Amico, and this is the Picture Perfect Mind podcast, where we work on connecting to our higher selves, releasing our limiting beliefs, and creating our unreal lives. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Picture Perfect Mind podcast. This is Lindsay, and I'm really excited to be recording this one for you today. This one is going to be all about how I officially decided to go into my business full time and how that actually came about. And I'm really hoping that this one's going to be so beneficial to anyone that's thinking about doing this for themselves. Or, you know, you have those ideas where you're not sure where they're coming from, if it's your intuition or maybe it's just your creative energy or anything like that, but you feel like you're being called to do something more or take a risk, but you're not really sure how to do so. And so this episode is really going to be, like I said, how I decided to actually take this step. And it's a bit of a crazy journey. I feel like anything really worthwhile forces you to go through a lot of mindset shifts and emotional challenges. And that's exactly what it's been like for me. And I'm going to be really honest and real with you guys. Um, in telling my story, I, I really want you to know that in whatever you're going through, I'm right there with you. I feel like this is a big part of who I am as a coach. I think sometimes coaches try to tell their story in a way that focuses on their successes and their breakthroughs and through a really positive lens. And all of that is so helpful as well because it allows others to know that they can have these successes too. But I think sometimes it can be a little discouraging because it's told from the perspective of this already happened. I'm already in the success and I've done all the hard work and look, you can be successful too. And I think that there's value in that, but I want to come from it from what's actually happening to me now and what's happened in my life because it's real and it's raw and It's not perfect every day. It's not happy every day. It's actually filled with a lot of doubt and anxiety and stress because it's a big step. And I want you to know that this, you know, journey of starting your own business is not only possible for you, but I want you to have a deeper understanding of why you want to go into it because it shouldn't be because we think it's going to resolve all of our issues. You know, we have this thing where we want to do things in life because we think that they are going to make us feel a certain way. So anything you go after, whether it's I want to meet the love of my life, or I want to lose 30 pounds, or I want to start my own business, or I want to focus more on yoga, etc., is all because of how we think these things are going to make us feel. And that's so great, and I think it's a big part of understanding our why, but sometimes we think that, oh, the second I go into my business, I'm going to feel totally aligned, and the universe is going to let me know every day that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm going to feel super empowered and super motivated. And while that is some of it, and I'll share my successes with you on that, 
it's also the complete and total opposite and a lot of craziness. Um, I want to just be honest about my fear and doubt and overwhelm because we all deal with this inner critic and ego voice on a daily basis. I want you to have an understanding of what I'm going through because if I can continue to navigate my way through the discomfort and stress and come out on the other side with these great stories and connections and signs that I'm doing the right thing, then you can too. Sound good? Okay, let's get started. So when I first started thinking about coaching, it was because it's really everything I talked about in the first episode. All of those belief stories that I had begun to take on, I felt like each new thing I learned about, whether it was thoughts create your reality or destination happiness or you know, trying to get external results to feel a certain way and that if things manifested externally, then everything would be better or that I was identifying with my negative belief stories. I knew that these beliefs were changing my life and I knew that a lot of people were suffering just like I had been suffering. We're all suffering on some level and I just felt like if I could have learned those things sooner, things would have been so different. I don't want to say I wouldn't have suffered because I'm suffering right now, just like every human being is. But I also feel like I would have been able to navigate the suffering in a better way. And I wanted to help others do that. So I knew that I wanted to coach other people and... I knew that I wanted to help them identify fear and then be able to work with it and transition it into something more beneficial so we really we can go after what we want and the life we're meant to live. So I started doing that by hosting workshops on the weekends. I was diving into a couple of different certifications in my life coaching. I did Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkies Level 2, and that was so transformational for me and really allowed me to gain clarity on turning to love over fear and how that should be the core of my coaching because accessing love is always available to us. Love is infinitely flowing through us, but a lot of us don't understand that or what that really means. I was training with a spiritual coach. I was just continuing to educate myself as much as I could on all things self-help related because that was what was really speaking to me and and what still does speak to me. If there's anyone out there listening to this as a self-help book junkie or even with courses or anything, you are in the right place, my friend, because I am always trying to learn all about that and With every epiphany that I have, I just want more and more. And sometimes that can be a little overwhelming too, but I was just following the path to that. So my intuition knew that this was my calling in some way, shape, or form. And I know, and I did know too, that this will continue to evolve. But my intuition was like, yes, yes, go, go, go. You're not meant to be sitting at a desk from nine to five. You're not meant to just be earning money, staying safe, and then trying to live your life when you're outside of your job. I knew that I was supposed to do something more than that. So in the meantime, I was still working full-time at Roswell. So if you listen to the first episode when I recorded that, that was when I was still working as a youth coordinator at Roswell Park. 
And it was a job that I am still very thankful for and loved so much. Um, But as with anything else, when we continue to grow and evolve and expand, sometimes our environment doesn't do that with us. So as time went on, I started to feel like I was settling a little bit. Have you ever had that where, you know, at one point a job was completely perfect for you and then you go through it for a few years and it's great and then you start to realize, wow, I might not have the capacity to grow like I thought I would or I've grown as much as this position will allow me. I think all of us might have been through that at one phase or another. So my belief, though, at the time was basically that I was really lucky to be getting a steady paycheck. I was doing something that I was passionate about. It made me feel really great to say that I worked at Roswell Park. I, I really believe in their mission. I think they help so many people with cancer and their families, and it made me feel great. And, you know, actually, after I had graduated college, I was working as an admin, And not only just as an admin, but kind of at the lowest totem pole, I was working cleaning out fridges and replacing old fruit and fruit bowls and basically ordering tea and coffee for the workplace and getting executives their lunches. And that's where I started after college, after I had spent four and a half years getting this really great degree and understanding what I was passionate about. And so this transition where I was actually working in the community and helping others and working on a social justice issue was huge for me. I got this job when I was 24 and I was just like, oh my gosh, my prayers have been answered. So being able to really step into that role of helping people to know that the tobacco industry targets them to start smoking and helping them to shift out of that. And the reason why I'm talking about all of this is because we are just at different phases in every area of our life. So something that was really good for you at one point, it's okay if it's not as good for you now. It's okay that you're growing and changing and shifting. And that doesn't mean that you didn't appreciate the job for what it is. Right? So I'd been in the position for four years we were reapplying for our grant. So it was a five-year grant cycle. And this was right after my wedding too. (laughs) So if anyone has ever planned a wedding or gone through all of that, it's a beautiful, beautiful time, but it's also incredibly stressful. So I almost felt like mentally I kind of shut down after the wedding happened because I was like, I need to take care of myself. I've been putting all this effort into this and I just want to take a break, which is very understandable. Every phase in life is different. And so I guess I was kind of at a point where I was coasting. And this was in the beginning of this year, 2019, um, probably, you know, February through March, kind of coasting and just existing. And, you know, I talk about the universe a lot. And one of my beliefs is that when you're supposed to be awakening and you're called to do something and you're not quite doing that, the universe is going to find a way to wake you up and find a way to bring you to your calling. And sometimes that is not the most pleasant process, which is fine, guys. Like we need to understand that not everything has to fall in place perfectly at every moment and every day. So All right, so at the end of March, we learned that we did not receive our grant, which basically meant that my job, along with my coworkers' jobs, were 
not going to be funded as of June. And we were all in a state of shock. We had been doing a great job. And I'm not just saying that. Like, it was one of those things where I had felt like I impacted so many people. I felt like I was delivering on the grant. I felt like I was doing everything right. I felt like I had developed the program. And it felt like when we learned that we didn't receive the money, it was just like my program was taken away from me. Something that I had worked on for four years was gone. And, you know, this is, it's not only that, but it's also just like, holy crap, what am I going to do now? Like your security is kind of taken away from you. So it was a huge deal for all of us. We were like, what are we going to do? And it could have been really easy for me to fixate on the negatives, right? It could have been really easy for me to get negative and to say, I can't believe other people applied for this grant and they're not qualified or I can do this better than anyone else or I can't believe the state would do this to us, et cetera, right? I, I could have gotten a really bad place with it. And I think a lot of people would have justified that because you still have to feel your feelings, but actually within one day, (laughs) not just saying that, and this is kind of how ready I was to take on the new role and I didn't even realize it, but within one day I had taken it as a sign from the universe that it was time to move on and it was time to step into my coaching. So The cool thing was my department was absolutely fantastic and everyone was trying to take care of each other and people were like, oh, you could do this opportunity. You could stay here. You could do this. Um, So I was leaning toward taking a 20-hour part-time opportunity and then building my business from there, which I think even for the most, you know, reserved people um, where maybe they would never be like going out on their own in their business. They would always just want a stable paycheck and healthcare and all of that stuff. I think they could have even understood, understood that I, why I would do that. Right. It's kind of the best of both worlds. And I felt that way too. I was like, wow, how lucky am I that the universe is shaking this up and I get to work 20 hours and then still grow my business. But this is where sometimes you have to ask for advice from others who are intuitively gifted. You think you know how everything is supposed to pan out, and sometimes we really don't. And this is all a process of developing our intuition. But something in my gut was telling me it wasn't quite right. It was right on paper. It was right you know, that I could start going into my business. It was right that I could keep earning money while I was doing that and staying in the state retirement and all of this beautiful stuff. But what I did was I went to my friend, Christy London, who is a Reiki master and psychic medium. And I went to her just to see what my guides were saying about the situation. I wanted to try to receive clarity on, I think this is how everything's supposed to go, but please tell me if I'm right. And she shook her head. I still remember this exact moment because it felt like my stomach fell to my knees. She shook her head and was like, you're not supposed to take this opportunity. You're not supposed to stay employed at this location anymore. And I felt like my whole world was shaken up. I felt like, how is this possible? How am I supposed to 
drop all of my stability. It's one thing to shake things up and step more into the business, but how am I supposed to forego a paycheck and the stability for trusting that I'm supposed to be coaching? Like it just didn't make any sense to me. And she told me that it wasn't that I wouldn't be successful if I took the safe path or the safer route. She said, your guides are saying you've had an opportunity to go part-time for a while, but just haven't. And if you go that way, it's just going to be longer for you to be successful. It's just going to take a longer time. And I was so anxious. I was freaking out. I actually had to go back to her for another session. And and she always says, you always have free will. You know, it's not like she was pressuring me to do this. She was just saying, she was just kind of the messenger, right? Like, this is what your guides are saying. You're supposed to be doing this coaching and you're supposed to be helping people. And this is when this is going to happen. And I was like, shit. <laughs> All right, so then I decided the next step was to talk to my husband because when you're in a marriage, you can't just go around making these kinds of decisions. I had been getting the paycheck for years, right? I had been adding to the bank account. I had our health insurance. I had talked to him about, of course, how I wanted to go into my business, but I think we both were at a point where we wouldn't have been able to get there to justify me leaving the company. We wouldn't have been able to be like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Just go into your business because we were so immersed in the safety, the safety net of everything. And this is why that opportunity for the grant funding to fall through had to manifest because if it didn't, then I don't think I would have had the strength to walk away from my job. So anyone that's listening to this and is maybe relating and has been being hard on themselves for not being able to leave their full-time job, please do not be hard on yourself. You have been living your life a certain way for a long time. Your ego story is very strong, your inner critic, your beliefs that you've taken on, and you could have a family to support and maybe a spouse that doesn't quite understand and your intuition might be screaming at you. But please don't be hard on yourself for not being able to full-on quit your job. It's the other thing with all of this, and I'm really feeling it right now, is that When we make these decisions, and especially if we feel like we're not fully ready for them, it can create a lot of anxiety and stress that halts the success from coming in. So if one day you're at work and the next day you decide to quit and all of a sudden you have no plan for how you're moving forward, that can be really detrimental for you as well. So take this all in. I'm just sharing my story and I hope that you are able to learn things from it, of course, but I would never pressure you. I believe that if your intuition is telling you to do something, it's for a reason, but you might just have a process to have to go through this, right? And and take it day by day. And that's what I want to be able to help you with too. If you do quit your job and just want to go into something and dive into it, kudos, and that's amazing too. It's It's like this full spectrum of everything. So... I knew I had to talk to my husband and I was like, I don't know what he's going to say. And 
he's a dreamer too, which is fabulous, but he is definitely more pragmatic. Like he is like, what's the plan? Let's, let's steady the go. Like, let's make sure everything's aligned. Let's make sure we're smart about this. He's very good with business. He's very good with finances. And I'm over here like, (laughs) my psychic friend told me I need to quit my job. It's fine, guys. Like, every relationship is just this balance, right? And this is why we find our person. I'm a Scorpio and he's a Taurus. So we are literally opposite ends of the horoscope. So everyone balances each other in the best ways. We're also both life path 11s. So we're both intended to heal and bring people together. And so it's really interesting how all of this falls into place. If you don't know your life path number, I would suggest that you just Google it because it's very interesting and you might find that it gives you a little more insight into yourself. But anyway, all right, I've sidebarred enough. So I went home and I was like, listen, I know you might think that this sounds kind of wacky, but this is what Christy's telling me. And after she told me that, I really did feel like my intuition was saying if I took 20 hours at my old job doing something else, I would be delaying my capacity to really be successful. I feel like if I was at a desk for two and a half days and then I transitioned out into my business, I don't know if I would take it as seriously. You know, I would take it like, oh, it's okay. I still have the safety net. When you have the safety net, you can kind of mess around a little more and you don't have to buckle down and make money or not even make money, but do the work, right? And he looked kind of nauseous, I'm not going to lie. And he took it all in and, and he gave this really great advice. He said that anyone who has come to him in the past and has told them their dream, he has told them that they have to dive fully into it. And he said it was hard to tell his spouse that because, of course, he just wants us to be okay and to have money and be able to pay our bills But he also knows that it's not fair to not give me the same advice that he's told everyone else. And when you don't decide fully, it's just not going to have the same effect as as you giving yourself the chance. Because when I was saying that I was a coach while I was still fully employed, I didn't feel as comfortable saying I was a coach. I felt like who am I to say that I'm a coach when I'm still employed here? And I wasn't able to fully step into that identity. And it's really when we decide that the magic happens. So once again, take that for what it is. Really see you can decide even if you are fully employed elsewhere. I just didn't know how to do that myself. And the universe really had to shake up my world to allow me to start to move in that direction. So I was like, wow, that's incredible that he said that. And we're going to try to look at our budget and our finances and see if we can make this work. So I went to a yoga class because I was like, I need to unwind and tune in and really situate myself spiritually and mentally. And as I walked out the door of the yoga class, he had called to tell me he had officially received the paperwork to become an owner at the music venue that he operates. And when he received the paperwork, he was like, I think this is a sign that you have to do this because what are the chances that we sit down to talk about this and then a half hour later, I am told that I'm going to be an owner. 
So we both took that as the universe saying, yes, you're going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. Are you going to be rolling in it? Maybe not right away, but you are going to be taken care of. This is aligned and we are going to help you. And we were both like, how incredible is that? So this is what I mean when we have to pay attention to the signs that are happening around us. And I'll definitely take more podcast episodes to talk about signs and what that can mean for different people. But for me, it often means just serendipitous moments like that where it's too big of a coincidence for it to not mean something. It's too big of a coincidence for me to be talking about leaving my job when he's receiving at the same time the news that he's going to be an owner. So it was really cool. So, okay, I made the decision mentally and I still had a few more months until I was officially out the door. And actually during that time, a few other really incredible things manifested. I was able to learn about a grant that existed for a mindfulness series for patients and caregivers. So I was able, and this was during a conversation where I wasn't even talking about my coaching. I wasn't even pitching myself as a coach. I wasn't really, I of course had it in the back of my mind, but I didn't know that there would be any opportunity like this. And they just happened to mention it. And I was like, are you kidding me right now like I literally facilitate for my coaching so she was able to connect me with that which is incredible and I've been able to really follow this mindfulness stress-based reduction guideline and help people with that and it's been an incredible experience and then on top of it which it's so funny how you we really this is another thing I want everyone to take out of this is that we really don't see the resources that are right in front of our face oftentimes we're really fixated on our ego story and we are focusing on what is not manifesting instead of what is actually the opportunities that are there And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk with the wellness coordinator at Roswell, which I had never thought to do before. And I'm just like, I'm just going to pitch what my coaching is all about. And I'm going to see if she thinks there's any space where this can, this can be successful for not only patients and caregivers, but for employees. And I talked to her and immediately we were able to get a workshop on the books. Immediately, she was able to tell from our conversation that I was someone that she wanted to work with and that she believed in what I was doing. And it took one conversation for that to happen. And believe it or not, another serendipitous thing, she was just one floor above me the entire time I was working as a youth coordinator at Roswell. She was just one floor above me and I had never had the opportunity to meet her, have a conversation with her, and totally I could have been done I could have been doing that in the meantime. I could have been talking to her and setting up workshops while I was fully employed there, but it's like like I said before, I wasn't fully stepping into my identity as a mindset coach. So because I wasn't vibrationally aligned with that, that wasn't manifesting. So when we talk about the opportunities are there, not only the physical opportunities that we can take advantage of, but the things that are within our vortex, the vortex of things that are yet to be manifested that are just our desires, these things are looking and hoping to fall into place for you. The universe wants to give you all of this, but if you're not vibrationally aligned with these things, they're not going to be able to come into fruition, right? 
if I had just continued to say, yeah, let me make sure I just keep my, my paycheck, let's not shake anything up, let's make sure I stay fully employed, those opportunities wouldn't have been able to come through because vibrationally I wouldn't have been open to them. When we have the thoughts of, I am this, when we declare, I am this to the universe, I am doing this, I am meant to do this, this is what I want, then the universe can begin to take action. And now, fast forward a few more months, and I am fully immersed and engaged in my business. And I have many other stories that I can talk about, but I do feel like I just need to be able to tell you what is most important, and that is the things that are not as easy, the things that are messier and don't fall into the checkboxes, and that don't feel very good oftentimes and make us question what we're doing. Because if I can share this with you, then you can know that you are in the right place. It's okay if you feel the same way. It's okay if you don't feel the same way. It's okay if maybe you feel like everything's lining up. It's okay if you feel like everything's a mess. So I've learned that our ego voice, which I talked about in the last episode, is very easy to connect to because we've been using this as a coping skill for much of our lives. So while I can intellectually understand that love is stronger than fear, and it really only takes a moment to reconnect back to love, really doing a few small, simple exercises, you can reconnect to love instantly. Even with an affirmation, you can connect back to love. But It does take real consistent work to reconnect to love over fear because fear feels easier to us. It feels like the fear stories that we have been taught are our reality. So when I'm trying to tell you to transition back to love, your fear stories are going to say, no, we are the reality. But guess what? It's okay for the ego voice to be happening because It's part of our human experience, but the issue arises when we let it go without awareness and allow it to run the show. When we begin to connect to it and think the ego voice is us. And navigating it means different things to each of us. So one person could really find a lot of relief from morning meditation, right? For me, yes, meditation is huge and I use it every single day, but it also means something else. It means getting my butt out of bed and getting into the office and sitting at the computer and doing the work, even if it means my imposter syndrome voice is full on. It means what can I be doing in my physical plane to be feeling better while this voice is happening? Because guess what, guys? It's not that easy to always shut it off. If you do shut it off and you turn back to love, which is absolutely possible, and that's the core of my work, and you're good at that, amazing. Oh my gosh, amazing, amazing, amazing. And that's our goal. But guess what? When we begin to criticize ourselves and say, how is this still happening to me when I intellectually know that it shouldn't be, that means our ego has come through the back door. So it's all things to be just aware of. And I work with clients, I deliver workshops, I I do all of the things I do to allow us to understand the ego is finding different ways to speak to us because it wants to protect us. 
So when I'm in the office, I feel so much better, but it doesn't mean that my work is my worth. It just means that I'm actually physically connected to my purpose so the ego can kind of quiet down. So I right now, I want to give you a peek into what my ego actually sounds like because whether you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or you're drawn to something that you want to dive into, but you're still at your full-time job or whatever it is, I have a feeling that our ego voice might sound similar. So I'm just going to say this. You're running behind again. What are you even doing? Oh, you forgot to write your list again? Not a surprise. You're already running behind, so why even bother getting to the office? Why even bother hurrying? Oh, you didn't stick to the list that you wrote? Oh, well, that just means that you're not doing it right. Why are you doing this again? Why did you decide to take this leap into the unknown when you had a perfectly good situation where you were? It was really selfish of you to decide to leave your full-time job. Are you lazy? Is that why? Maybe you just decided to do this because you thought it'd be easier. And look where we are now. You're trying, but nothing's clicking, so clearly it was a bad decision. What is Josh going to think of you when you fail and never make money at this? What about your parents and family and friends? You are going to be alone. So that's kind of intense, but that is literally what it sounds like in my head. And just because that's what it sounds like sometimes in my head does not mean that I'm not on the right track. My ego wants to convince me that I'll fail or that I don't have a defined niche or that I don't have enough time or that I'm doing too many different things or that I'm not the expert or that I'm not organized enough or that this was a mistake. And why does it do that? Because it wants to keep me safe. It wants me to be successful because it views success as acceptance and external validation. And external validation equals love. And it feels like if I'm not in a secure environment, then I will not receive love. And love can mean so many different things to all of us. It can mean financial security. It can mean not failing. It can mean trying to keep yourself small and protected. It can mean feeling unworthy. And it can mean needing to connect with others and feeling understood. And so if you can understand that your ego is trying to help you to feel love because saying, well, the one time you failed at something That was really a sad experience for us, and you felt isolated and alone and stupid. So I'm going to help you to not have that experience again by saying all of this stuff, by saying all of this BS, by connecting you to fear. So if we cannot fail, if I can be loud and get you to go back to your safe and secure environment and take the path of least resistance, then we'll be able to connect back to love and feel safe. The ego is trying to help. That doesn't mean that we need to let it go, 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 go. Because if we do, we are going to feel an immense amount of pain and fear and suffering. And that is going to be our reality. When we can learn how to connect back to love, we can begin to eradicate the fear-based voice. So I need you to know all of this because if 
this is exactly why I made the decision too to go into my full-time business because I felt like if I was telling people to go after their dreams and that their thoughts created their reality and that they had control over everything, but I was still staying at a job where I felt like I had to stay because I got a stable paycheck and because I was lucky to have it, then who am I to be able to be your coach? If I wasn't willing to be stepping into my dream full time, then who am I to be able to help you? So what we need to remember at the end of the day is that love is abundant and infinite. As human beings, we feel the need to receive love and acceptance from others, and it's an inherent human desire. It's one of our basic needs, but you know, I'm telling you that you can find love from within. I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't seek to form authentic relationships with others because you can just take care of yourself and live in a cave and never talk to anyone. That doesn't sound fun. (laughs) You can just take the concept that you can connect to love from within, not even the concept, the truth that you can connect to love from within. And the only thing in the way of that is our own blocks. And when you can connect to love from within, you actually enhance your relationships with others. You allow more love from external relationships to come through, but you don't seek them. You don't lean on them for your only source of love. So in any moment, we can turn back to love. And there are many, many pathways and tools that we are going to discuss in being able to do this. But right now, just even taking a moment to see our ego projections for what they really are, just like I just told you what my ego voice does when I let it run wild, and then turn it back into what is my ego trying to tell me? It's a beautiful step toward love, just listening to the ego and not only bringing awareness to the story, but compassion, finding compassion for ourselves and that We had to turn to these stories throughout our lives because we were suffering and we had to figure out how to care for ourselves. We had to figure out how is this story helping me when we were small and we were little and things were happening and we had no control over it or we felt like we didn't have control. We turned to the ego for protection. And this is why it is still happening in our adult lives. So in wrapping all of this up, I want you to be able to take away just a few things. One, our ego seeks to protect us, but is ultimately a separation from love, and it's a lie. Two, identifying the ego voice is an act of love in itself because it creates the separation from our true selves and our ego. When we're viewing the ego voice, we can know that it's not us, that our true selves are behind the inner conflict and dialogue. Our true selves are love. Three, we can find compassion for ourselves in this journey, wherever we are with it. Maybe you're just listening to this podcast and you have no desire to change anything else in your life. Maybe we're having beautiful ideas and sifting and sorting through our deeper purpose and what our meaning is. Maybe we're the CEO of a million dollar company, but guess what? At every stage of our journey, we are going to have to find compassion for ourselves because this ego voice is not going away. This is going to be here whether you're millions and millions and millions of dollars rich from your idea, 
whether you're just doing this as a side hustle, whether you're a mom, a niece, a friend, a husband, anything, whether you're a human being, you will have to have this ego voice and to find compassion for yourself through it because we're all on the path to finding the enlightenment. Four, going after our dreams is really messy and hard sometimes and tiresome and frustrating and overwhelming, but also at the end of the day, it's worth it. If I had to think about how I want to feel on my deathbed and thinking about not giving this a full chance, just thinking, well, I stayed somewhere until I was retired and I took care of my family and my friends and I still lived a pretty decent life, but I can't believe I didn't just go after my dream. I didn't fully connect to how I'm supposed to help people navigate their pain and suffering and turn back to their inner source of healing. Would I really be happy with that? And the answer is no. And honestly, the last thing I do want to say too, and I will have another episode on this, as I always say, because I have a lot to talk about, is it's okay to just be focusing on one thing. So I have my inner critic voice telling me all the time that I need to be working out more, that I need to be seeing friends more, that I need to be doing more, I need to be outside more, I need to be cleaning my house more, 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 more. I need to do more. And I just want to say that it's okay that during this phase of my life, during this season of my life, I am focusing on my business. And sometimes I'm not going to be the best friend. And sometimes I'm not going to be the person that makes it to every social event. Or I'm not going to have the space to be able to talk about other things. Sometimes I'm going to have to put the work in and and miss out on certain things because this can be hard. But that's okay because that's what I'm choosing to do right now. Just like other people choose to make the relationship their top priority or the weight loss or anything, anything in the entire world, writing your book, being a comedian, training to become a doctor, we all have these things that we are doing in our lives and that we have to put as top priority and that's okay. So... At the end of all this, even though I just listed five different things I want you to take from it, if you only take one thing away from this episode today, besides Lindsay is kind of nuts for choosing to do this, uh, it's fine. If you only take one thing from this episode today, I want you to just start to be able to listen to the ego. Listen to the reasons why you're telling yourself no. Why are you stopping yourself from doing what you really want to do? What excuses are you connecting to? Why do you avoid listening to the internal dialogue? And how can you just begin to become more aware? In the next episode, I'm going to talk about what it means once we are able to actually look at the dialogue and see what's happening, what it can mean to begin to understand it, shift it into compassion, and turn it back into love. Thank you so much for giving me the space to be able to share this story with you. I love, love, love you so much. Please know that. You are deeply loved, not only from me, but also from the universe. And if you want 
a breakdown of how to reconnect to your ego and how to start to navigate it, you can actually email me at pictureperfectmind at gmail.com and I can send you a worksheet to get you going on that. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Please leave a review on the podcast and feel free too to follow me on Facebook at Picture Perfect Mind and you can see what's going on too locally all of the events that I'm doing all of this great stuff to just begin to get to know one another and help each other to feel so much better so thank you my friend have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon bye-bye